Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to The Moon in Your Mind with your hosts, Chelsea Winter and Alyssa Ray. We are on a mission to build a community of empowered individuals to stay curious in their work, their relationships, and daily lives. By interviewing experts and uniting astrology and psychology, we will hold the space to connect you to new wisdom, unique stories, and insightful resources for you to cultivate your best human experience. Let's get curious. You guys, we are so excited to share with you our newest offering, the Cosmic Consulting Program. We're combining Chelsea's wisdom of astrology and my background in somatic psychology to support you in finding more authentic alignment and embodiment in your life. As your Cosmic Consultants, we will provide you with a juicy natal chart reading, a consultation session with both Chelsea and myself, as well as a nourishing somatic coaching session with me. And if you want to go even deeper, we're offering two add-ons that you can choose from, a personalized journal or a personalized meditation crafted by Chelsea and myself based on your chart, consultation, and coaching session to continue diving deeper into the work. Or you can choose both. Ready to begin? Shoot me an email at alyssa at themooninyourmind.com and we'll schedule a consult. We can't wait to support you on your journey. Hello, everyone. We are so thrilled to introduce you all to Charlie Ann Max. Charlie is a multidisciplinary artist, founder of Food, and a graduate of both the Joffrey Ballet and the Health Supportive Plant-Based Culinary Program at the Institute of Culinary Education. She is dedicated to connecting humanity back to our purest selves through all of her creative endeavors. Charlie's work strives to create a transformative experience of purity and human connection. Whether it be through modeling, directing, activism, plant-based cooking, or experiential events. As an advocate for body positivity, wellness, and anti-censorship, Charlie pushes the boundaries towards liberation in all aspects of her work. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. We're so excited. So we start every episode. We want to talk about some astrology. So you had let us know you're an Aquarius sun, a Libra moon, and a Cancer rising. And so I'm just curious, how much do you know about those signs? Do you know a lot or fairly strange to you? No, no. I know a lot. I have times where I'm like really obsessed with it and times where I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I love astrology. That's awesome. That's awesome. So then you know, we'll just kind of like dive right in, I guess, you know, Aquarius, they're known for being a little bit weird, a little bit different, um, known for leading the pack, trying to do things differently, really seeing like the future and how can we get there? We'll talk a lot about your business, but I feel like that fits <laughs> right in with everything. Yeah. Very what about Aquarius. do you feel that in, <laughs> in other parts of your life too? every part. And it's funny on Instagram, some people will send me other people's Instagrams that I've never seen or heard of before. And I'll look at their account and they're like naked with food or fruit or something like in nature. And then it's Aquarius in the bio. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm double Aquarius, sun and moon. And I was the one that found you and like was telling Alyssa, I was like, we have to have her on. Like, this is so cool. (laughs) So yeah, definitely the Aquarius comes through. And then Libra moon too, you know, that's all about other people, fairness, balance, which I feel like when you sent me that, I was like, yeah, this all makes sense. If I had to guess probably what your signs were, the Libra, Aquarius, and Cancer (laughs) would have been towards the top. But what about that, Libra? How does that show up? Yeah, I try to always be a very fair person. And sometimes I do feel, I feel like I'm so Aquarius, but sometimes I feel like I'm very Libra as well. So yeah, and I'm always... I like debating sometimes when I'm comfortable (laughs) and like, it's never an issue uh, what outcome it is. I truly like just getting the information and like also the balance of it all. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the cancer side of it, right? So, you know, that like softer, feminine, the emotional body, you know, kind of being the mom of the group or taking care of others. Yeah. You're nodding your head. Yep. So that, <laughs> that all resonates yeah, totally. too. Uh, yeah. That's very, I feel like that's very food. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And before I even had food, I would always make sure everyone had water. Mm-hmm. When I was in like my party phase, deep in the party, I'd be handing everyone water oh my gosh. <laughs> and definitely being the mom. That's so funny. Yeah. Making sure everyone is fed and mm-hmm. yeah, that's so funny. So then, you know, we kind of want to dive into what your background, your upbringing, your childhood, your family, you know, whatever you're comfortable sharing and, you know, how maybe these signs showed up throughout your life. But, you know, just kind of whatever you're comfortable sharing, we want to hear it all. How did you become yourself? (laughs) Yes. Well, I grew up dancing my whole life. So I've been doing ballet and music since I was like three and both of my parents are artists. They're amazing. They're very open and free and they are very supportive of what I do. And we have a really beautiful relationship and I love them. I talk to them like every day at least. And if not, we're constantly, we're always texting and yeah, it's, it's been really sweet, especially with food. They're like so supportive of it. But I was dancing and I think as I was growing up, I allowed the potential toxic body culture and dance to affect me. And it's interesting because there's like a duality with it. With dance, you're connecting so deeply to your body in so many ways, using your mind to operate your body. And there's such power in that. But then on the other side, you're also comparing yourself to or you're potentially comparing yourself to every other dancer in that room because there's constant mirrors, you're in leotards. And a lot of times because of how our society is set up, we're concerned about how we look. And so that I allowed that to create a disconnection between myself and my body. When it comes to body image, I didn't feel very comfortable in myself or very good at myself. So I stopped dancing when I was about 22. And when that happened, I kind of started to explore nudity. And that happened with two of my best friends who I was living with at the time. And dance had been an identity that I attached myself to. So when I stopped dancing, I was like, 
I'm not dancing anymore. This has been something I've been doing since I was three. Like, what do I, who am I? What do I do? (laughs) And so I went through a big explorative phase, a big party phase. I was like trying everything, exploring everything and really learning uh, who I am outside of all of these things that have been attached to me for so long. And during that time, I found nudity and it was the best thing ever. It felt so liberating and so freeing. And it just started a new journey of self-acceptance that I'm really happy that I have and also be able to share now. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing all that. And I don't know that we shared this earlier, but Chelsea and I were both dancers for a long time too. So we resonate. Yeah. Um, Not as long as you personally speaking. (laughs) That's, that's a long time. I gave it up in high school, but for similar reasons, because I think it can be such a toxic culture and I did competitive dancing too. So it was just like, a whole thing. But I'm curious, I want to hear more about all of it. But I think my first question is, when you say you discovered nudity, like what did that look like? What experiences came up for you? And and how did you cross into that path? Um, So it was, you know, I think because I was like, trying so many new things at the time. It's hard for me to pinpoint when exactly the first time I was like naked, but it has to be somewhere when I was with my two best friends who were my roommates at the time and we grew super close. And it was probably something like I got out of the shower and like there was no towel or like something Mm -hmm. weird where I was just naked and I was like, whatever. And all of us hanging out naked together, it started to become a pattern. And it was so... It was so freeing. And then I started to explore going out to places topless. And I got really into free the nipple movement and equality and what that meant. And yeah, basically, I mean, it started out with just forcing myself to be comfortable naked and then getting comfortable. And then modeling came in after that. And that was a whole nother level of kind of like surrendering and letting go and releasing my image. Because at the end of the day, when you're doing a modeling job, you don't have control over what image someone uses of you. And so you kind of have to just really practice to let go and just be like, you know what? That photo is me. I was in this state that day and I love that. And that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And yes, but at first it was very hard. I hated all photos of me. One of my best friends photographed me naked for the first time. And at first I, I hated every photo that people would take of me and I wouldn't share them for a very long time. And it, it took me a while to get comfortable with them. And it was only like, I guess, just fake it till you make it. I'm a huge believer on that because the more I was putting myself in that position, the more I'm starting to try it on for myself. And then I'm like, oh, actually I can do this. And it does feel good. And I am feeling empowered. And now it's another level of, uh, I love modeling still, but it's so empowering because it's like another act of really like stepping in your power and having confidence and holding there because so many people I feel expect so much of you and it's a, like it's so fun and you also can tap into different aspects of yourself and your personality that maybe like you want 
I don't know, like I don't wear makeup every day. I don't like have the nails and all these things that are like hyper feminine sometimes. But sometimes when I'm modeling, I'll get to play on these roles and it's still so fun. Like I love it because it's not my everyday, but I get to like really find that part of myself that gets to speak through me. Um, that's maybe not constant every day. So was this all happening in a city? Were you like in New York or LA? Yeah, I was in New York City. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so how did you, because you said you would go out places topless. So like, are you going out to like restaurants and bars or more like house parties? Like I'm more in like the yeah. logistics of it. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I'm interested in above. that. <laughs> yeah, I did bars and then I was like, there was a drag bar near me. And so I was really in the queer nightlife scene. And so that was a really fun to just, like explore and your own self-expression. And then I would go to other bars and hop around and some people would be like, you have to leave. It's making the other guests uncomfortable or whatever. And I'd be like, "Ah!" all right, fine. (laughs) So crazy. Yeah. Cause I feel like I, I mean, I have been born and raised in Connecticut. I lived elsewhere for a small period of time, but nowhere like a big city. So I, I find it so interesting that, I don't know, that whole process, you know what I'm saying? And I'm curious to hear more about those experiences for you and just how were you able to navigate that with such confidence and ease? And obviously I'm sure it took some time and whatnot. And would there be places that you or you and your friends would go together that felt more, I don't want to say safe necessarily, but more accepting and, and open about that than others? Yeah. I feel like queer nightlife in general is oftentimes a very accepting and open Mm -hmm. space, especially I I found it was really special for me as I was starting to find who I am and what that meant and connect to myself on a deeper level and explore that. And yeah, it was was a very safe space to explore myself in this new way that I wasn't really exploring before. And then the nudity part, as I get deeper into practicing nudity or nudism and what that means, nudity to me represents so much more than the act of being naked. And that wasn't really something I understood at the time, but I felt all the benefits of what it was doing for me. But I think it's because it represents letting go and surrendering and peeling back your layers and exploring vulnerability. When we are vulnerable, that's our strongest state a lot of times. And it's a really beautiful exercise to practice letting go on all different levels. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, I just love everything you said, especially like the vulnerability part, I like, and how that's really our strongest state. I think we're all so scared of being vulnerable. And it, I think like, this is a great example of like how you can step into that vulnerability. And I wonder too, like, so your relationships, like your friendships, people you meet in the nudist community, you know, what are those like? I feel like those are probably more intense friendships, like from the start, but correct me if I'm wrong. No, it's true. Yeah. I I love even having food and people that I'm meeting from food. It's like kind of, I'm attracting all of these people that are extensions or beautiful mirrors of 
we're all mirrors of each other. And so I think when you're naked and you're meeting someone for the first time, you're in this really stripped down, raw, vulnerable state. There's no like fuzz or mess or masks that you're putting on. It's just you. And so that I think already allows you to connect with people on a deeper level off the bat, which is really sweet and really amazing. And so, yeah, I, I love all the people that I get to work with and collaborate with and all the people that come to food and bring a really special energy to be what it is now. And it's nice when you're sitting at the dinner table and you're sitting next to someone you don't know, which most people who come to food are strangers. And you're like, there's some degree of connection. And it's so like, I love when everyone's telling me like they knew each other in college or had best friends who knew each other or some kind of weird connection or like they become best friends from just sitting right next to each other. And it's like, it's just amazing to be like the first time we met, we were naked. And because of food, I think a lot of the times the first time I meet people is naked and I'm naked about 70% of the time. As much as I like whenever I want. I cook naked all the time, mostly cook naked. And it's almost like a, I like when I start cooking, I automatically take off my shirt because it's just like, it feels so more free. And I feel like sometimes I'm way more present when I'm naked because I'm being extra conscious about what I'm doing. And so that adds another level to what I'm doing. And I love all of it. <laughs> cool. I want to jump into more about food, but I want to ask a quick question first to you about the difference between nudity and dance for you, because a lot like you would think that both have to do with body autonomy and expression and all of that. But I think nudity is obviously for so many reasons, so much more liberating where dance, you know, we, we, the three of us know that culture can be toxic and it can be hard. So how has that been an extension for you? How has it been different for you? And like, your own journey. If you can explain that fast. Now where I am and where I've evolved to, I believe they are extremely similar and achieve similar things. I think when I was in it and the state I was in and the negative frame of mind I was in, I thought th- there couldn't have been more like a, a more different mm-hmm. pairing, I guess. And I think dance, now that I recognize it, it's beautiful because you're using your mind to operate this body and you're having body literacy through movement. And then you're taking all that information and then moving just however. And I think so many things stay in our body and it's so important to move your bodies. So I feel it's its own thing, just as much as nudity is also exploring and like as an idea more vulnerable parts of yourself and the depth of yourself, but they're so interconnected. And now that I I feel more confident in myself and feel safe in who I am and myself, I love bringing naked dancing together. So we just did an experience in New York last week where we did naked dancing and uh, this amazing facilitator. I'm such a fan, Ash Rucker. She's so incredible. She got everyone moving and making animal sounds and growling and crawling and just letting go. And both, I think, have really beautiful powers in letting go. And what that means is like, ah, it's like full ecstasy. And with food, I like to bring in, I think one of my best friends told me, and 
we always talk about this, but there's 80,000 or 85,000 pathways to enlightenment. And so that looks different for everyone. And I think within everything, you can find that pathway, but it's just so specific to each individual and what resonates with them. And that's why I'm starting to bring in all different kinds of ways to connect before we sit at the dinner table or lunch or brunch or whatever. But that can be breath work. That's been extremely powerful for me and resonates with me super well, but maybe doesn't resonate with another person or like all of these different things, dance, vocal toning, all of it. It's such really fun ways of expression and connection. So cool. Thank you for sharing all that. Appreciate it. So tell us all about food. Tell us how you came up with this concept. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us like all of the things. We want to know everything. Yes. Food has evolved a lot since it started. It's about three years old now and it feels like it. It feels like my baby, my toddler is growing. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, but it originally was an online platform. I started, I used to host nude optional events just for friends and friends of friends. And then that changed during the pandemic, wasn't doing any events. And then through the pandemic, I started the platform Food on Instagram. It was amazing because I was doing plant-based recipes photographed alongside my naked body or whoever was with me at the time. And I was cooking every single day during the pandemic. So it was a really transformative time for me because I was really diving into the world of food every day. I'd been cooking my whole life and it was something that I always had a love for. But when I stopped dancing, I was able to kind of nurture and grow that relationship even more. And then also I got into plant-based foods. So everything is plant-based. But as I was posting on Instagram, it was amazing for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I would start to get deleted all the time. My account would get deleted. And so that was so frustrating. My main uh, Instagram gets deleted almost every other week. And I get it back. I like I push past limitations to actually get them back. But because of that, I started thinking, okay, I guess the universe is pushing me in a new direction. Every time I would get deleted, I would be like, I think I'd learned the lesson. I'm like, oh, that's why I got deleted. All right. Now I understand this lesson. Now I'm going to like, I'll never get deleted again. (laughs) And it just wasn't, I thought I knew too much and I didn't know anything. (laughs) And so once it got deleted, I started to think about more intentional ways of connecting and creating in real life because I didn't face any limitation with an online platform. So that's when I started thinking about how can I host my dinner experiences or dinner parties to be a really safe environment and also gather the same type of energy that I'm harnessing in my online platform and sharing the recipes and building my community that way. How can I bring that in person? So I started to understand that requiring nudity for all is important and coming up with themes and bringing in facilitators. So basically food essentially naked experiences, all plant-based. I think it's so important to connect ourselves and what we're nourishing ourselves with and be conscious about what we consume. I think we become so disconnected from what we're consuming on all levels, food, entertainment, media, all of it. 
And we aren't so connected to what we're actually consuming. There's so many hands that touch the food that we eat before we get it generally. And there's so like, it's, it's so filtered. It's so, it's so processed. And so when we're able to be mindful and actually have food that has been grown from people that we have a connection to. And that's why I'm such a big fan of the farmer's market or growing your own food if you have the ability to do so. But if not, farmer's markets are amazing. So food where everything is soul-nourishing plant-based food and we're sharing a meal with each other and we're being present. And before we eat, I like to always take a moment of gratitude to be grateful for what we're eating. So that way when we ingest ingest that food, it really takes its time through us. And being present and in the moment to me is really experiencing life on a deeper level. And when you are present, I believe you get all this like time stretches, you get all this beauty that you're sometimes not aware of when you're thinking of so many different things and not actually being present with what you're doing. So that's the food aspect. And then basically everyone will come in. We work with different facilitators and I think it's important for people to connect with themselves first before we sit down. So that's why I bring in breath work or dance or vocal toning or different activities for people to feel comfortable because it can be a scary thing. A lot of people who come to food, they're experiencing nudity for the first time in a group. So it can be really scary. And people who are most scared are my favorite candidates because they always have a really beautiful experience. Mm. And I know that they're going to feel safe and hopefully transformed by the end of the night. And then we sit down, we have food, and then uh, we say our goodbyes and connect. So cool. I love that. And there's a discussion. Mm. So I have, I have a lot of questions. I'm sure Chelsea does too. I feel like both of us are like, yes, yes. Um, yeah, we're like jumping yeah, in. Yeah. So first, do you have some sort of like, this might sound, I don't know, this might sound some type of way, but some sort of safety mechanism in place to make sure that everyone's respectful of each other's space and, and autonomy within this process because it is so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So we have an application process. So everyone who attends goes through our application. And as we've gone on and started practicing how to create a safe space and what that actually means, a lot of it, one, is already in the application. Mm -hmm. So we're understanding what their intention is and we're adding new questions as we think of them or we're like, oh, we should have this in there. And so also it's open to all genders. And so if men attend, for example, any man that comes, cisgendered uh, male who comes, has to be vetted and approved and they have to have a recommendation mm-hmm. from someone else who's attended the dinner. So we're having, we're holding someone else accountable mm-hmm. in the space. And ideally it's a female or femme energy person. Um, and then basically I think with the facilitation that also creates a really safe space, we give a talk about consent in the beginning of the experience. And we speak about photos and things like that. We encourage people or if they want to, they are allowed to take photos of the table and the experience, but no photos of anybody else. And so far, everyone's been extremely respectful. But I think that's because we do have the application and we are vetting everyone. So we understand everyone's intentions and why they're there. And 
it's my mission to create a really safe space for people to connect and access all of themselves in a vulnerable experience. And so it's also capturing being present. And I think because we do all of these things throughout the night, you don't really, people aren't on their phones at all. Like rarely do they even take mm-hmm. photos of the table, which sometimes I love because I'm like, yeah. sure. <laughs> but it's uh, it, it's not about that. And also there's a lot of word of mouth. And so it, it's really beautiful. Yeah. People generally, we haven't had too many issues with that at all, except for when there was some press coming in that was a little hard to navigate, but that's another story. Yeah. Another story. We'll get to that maybe at some point. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. I'm happy that you guys kind of set it up like that. Cause I think too, even regardless of the safety and consent and all of that, but making sure everyone's on the same vibe and like sharing the same energy and intentions is important. So I'm happy that you guys have structured that so well. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, I feel like it's the energy you're putting out, right? And that's, those are the people that you're attracting. And so I feel like inherently most of the people that find you and apply are going to be like, have that same intention, have that same interest, you know, like you're not hopefully getting too many people who are there for the wrong reason. So totally incredible. Yeah. 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 And then, so how many people are, and there might not be an answer for this, but like how many people are typically in an experience? How often are you hosting experiences? I host food every Sunday and there's usually about 25 people. I like to cap it at 25. That's like a sweet number, but sometimes I'll forget to put the quantity on the website and it turns out to be 40 people or something. Or I have best friends last minute being like, I really want to come tonight or tomorrow or whatever. And I'm like, I had you. I want you to be there too. And so I'm, I, sell 25 tickets and then like I leave some space for, I don't know. So it ends up being around 30 people and I'm working on cutting, cutting it at 30 people, but yeah, it ranges anywhere from 20 to 35 Mm, usually. Wow. That's incredible. And do you get a lot of people who come over and over? I know you just mentioned your friends, but what about people who like found you on Instagram, they come to one and then they're like, no, I'm coming every Sunday. (laughs) Does that happen? Yeah, we have some people who come every Sunday, which is so sweet because it's really creating this like uh, lovely community because it started out as most people are strangers unless I know them personally and but their connection to each other is strangers for the most part and everyone's coming in and now it's like everyone's hugging each other and uh, I love it. (laughs) It's really sweet. That must be so special for you. I can just like imagine, to, you know, like you said, it's your baby and it's growing. And now there's all these other people giving it so much love. I feel like yeah. it's so special. Yeah, it's really, really sweet. So do you do you host it in the same space every Sunday? Like where is it? Well, you don't have to tell us obviously exactly where, but like what's the vibe of, of the place? Yeah. So it is, I host once a month in New York And I host three times or however the month is set up in LA. And in LA, I host them in my studio space, which is where I am right now. But I don't live here. I love it. Um, But it's like a, it's a big loft. And yeah, we do floor seating right now. I'm building a long table for it. And then... In New York, we do different event spaces. So there's this really amazing place. There's a few different places. There's really gorgeous event spaces. And 
I'm getting in the process of like, I need to rotate them because there's one that I really love because they have the kitchen and they have everything I need. They have the tables, the silverware, everything. And at first when I was traveling, I bring all the silverware from LA with me. I bring all the glasses and it was like a mess. (laughs) And now it's nice because I could just go there and we just have to set it up really quick. We have all fabrics. I always bring fabrics with me because of, uh, and we wash them before and after each event. So that way people are sitting and laying on fresh, clean fabrics. We drape them on whatever people are laying or sitting on. So that's really important. That's really cool. Yeah. And so do you do all the cooking then? Typically, yes. Uh, Unless I'm collaborating with an herbalist or a chef. Uh, Sometimes I like to collaborate with my friend, Chef Tara Thomas. She's an incredible plant-based chef and so, so fun with how she cooks. So I like cooking with her. She's very inspiring to me. And also my friend, Sasha, I like cooking with her as well. She's a really great herbalist. But yeah, I cook. I went to Institute of Culinary Education and I did a health-supported plant-based culinary degree. And I'll have my assistant, who is amazing, will cook with me sometimes or we'll have different volunteers cook. And I do as much prep as I can the day before and then the day of finish everything off. That's incredible. I love it. I want to talk more about food in a second, because I have one more question. I have so many questions. But the discussions at the end of the experience, what does that look like? And kind of what are some of the things that you guys like debrief on or process together? It's based off of the theme. So one of my favorite dinners we did, and this is with Sasha, who's an herbalist, we did self-love through the healing properties of Rose, and we did it around Valentine's Day. So she spoke about the healing properties and the benefits of Rose, why it is such a popular flower around love. And it's because it's the highest frequency flower there is. And she was just going on about all of the history and everything. And then we will go into a discussion about these aspects of whatever rose represents. And it's also a powerful boundary setter. So then we'll maybe, for example, talk a little bit about boundaries and talk about self-love and what that means to everyone. So it's nice to open it up, it up into community because we're hearing different things that we personally might really need to hear in that night. It's also a very vulnerable space for people to be opening up. And the more vulnerable people are, with what they're saying, the deeper we get. And so some people are crying, some people are laughing. It's such like a beautiful, like, I don't know, roller coaster, a wave of emotions throughout the entire experience throughout the, yeah, the whole night. Love that. Love it. And so the food aspect of it, talk to us more. I mean, obviously you've, you've talked about like your passion for food and plant-based food and whatnot, but what helped you really facilitate this in a different way than maybe other experiences do and, and kind of the bridge between, and again, you talked about it already, but go go more in depth about like how connecting it to nudity is so empowering. Yeah. So uh, nudity is our most natural pure state. We were born naked and the rest is drag. (laughs) Um, But we're so that's, it's like this, I don't know, it's like this birthing of yourself. And then plant-based foods, I consider to be also very similar 
thing. So it's our most pure, the most pure natural ways we can eat something. That's what I'm interested in. And combining the two, I really feel create an alchemic celebration of our most pure natural self. So when you're doing that and you're so free and naked and also cooking, uh, it doesn't have to be plant-based, but I like it because you're really working with pure ingredients. And even just because it's plant-based, it might not be pure, but I mean like whole foods and also having foods for the most part that you have a connection to or know who's grown them, I think is really important, but also you can alchemize your own food too and put energy into it and change the chemistry of the food, um, which is very helpful. But it's a really fun, liberating, freeing experience. And people always ask like, are you afraid of hot oil or getting burned? But first of all, I don't cook with very much oil. And also because it is plant-based, I'm not like frying bacon or whatever you like will be like, I don't know. I I don't know. But also I learned in culinary school that if you're mixing water and oil, it's always going to splatter. But if you don't have any water or low amounts of water in whatever it is, then you're fine with frying. So there's, yeah, I think also because you're naked, you are being more conscious with what you're preparing and what you're doing just because you you don't want to hurt yourself or burn yourself. And I burn and cut myself far more when I am clothed than when I do when I'm naked. I don't think like I rarely anything happens when I'm naked. And I, I think it's because I'm being so careful and conscious about what I'm doing. And when you are conscious with what you're making, it food is like, it, it's, it's, it's so uh, peaceful and it's so energizing and it's so relaxing too. It's like a meditation because you're chopping this and then you're preparing it and then you're making it and then you get to consume it, what you just actually made right then. And then you get to also share that. And I think also bringing in flavors. Cooking is one of the most uh, beautiful gifts I think you can give yourself into others because we're all, we all have our own specific flavor that we love and being able to share that taste with other people it's so unique and it's so specific to everyone and it's so sweet and you get to really communicate through this other way of sharing with food. It's it's incredible. I mean, I, I can really talk about this <laughs> all day, but also there's another aspect of putting your energy into it. And if you have the time to actually think about like just being thankful and grateful and also like putting so much love into it. You taste that. I think at restaurants, we miss a lot of that because not all the time we don't know like what we're getting or who's cooking our food and what state they're in. And a lot of times I've learned uh, working in a kitchen for a little bit, it's a very stressful, you have orders to fill. And so you're creating that stress. So that's going into the food in I was working for a little bit at a beautiful plant-based restaurant with a biodynamic farm. The food was so good, but it was such a stressful environment. And even there, you're not getting the purest form of food of when you're sharing a meal in someone's home or someone you know is cooking that food for you. You really actually do taste the love. And when you can taste the love, everything's kind of operating in your body in a really like uh, synergetic way. I just love, I'm like laughing knowing I've worked in restaurants too. And I'm just like laughing. You're talking about energy. I'm like, oh my God, the worst energy ever (laughs) in a kitchen sometimes. But yeah. So true. And I just love the way you're speaking about food, like the reverence. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can feel it. I'm like so excited. I 
don't typically enjoy cooking, but now I'm like, okay, maybe I can get into cooking. Maybe I could like it if I think of it this way. <laughs> yeah, it's right? cool. <laughs> it's so I was, when we were speaking, I was thinking about how when my fiance and I cook together, it's so much better. We like love the meals that we make, but when we're cooking separate, we're like on our phones or in the middle of doing something or quickly cooking. And it, like, you can tell the difference. And even when you go to restaurants, I think, there have been not that many, but a couple of times the chef has come out and been like, how is your meal? How is it prepared? Like, what do you need? And those are always the time it's the best because they're trying to build that relationship with you. But when you go to other restaurants or just like slinging food out, they don't care. You know, it, it's such a different exchange process, I think. And I also, my sister cuts herself all the time when she's cooking. So I'm going to have to tell her to start cooking naked so she can save her fingers. Because yes. that poor girl has so <laughs> many scars on all of her fingertips from knives. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I mean, it's inevitable. I like my hands are constantly like mm-hmm. burned and scarred and whatever. But that's just, that's the name of the game. But I think when, yeah, when you're naked, you can be a little more present or it forces you into this like, present mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but I feel like that with everything you know like we I don't know I feel like I'm attached to my phone all the time and partially because of work but even if I just put my phone down right but thinking about being naked cooking being naked even cleaning the house or doing other things in your day-to-day life there is such a call to be more present in in your own space and in your own energy so it's so empowering I appreciate you doing all this work it's incredible. Yeah. It's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for allowing me oh, to yeah. share. <laughs> yeah, of course. I want to hear too. I don't know if there's more questions about food, so I don't want to take us away from food completely, but modeling and, and modeling while new. Tell us about that and, and your experience with that. Yeah. At first it was challenging, uh, as I said previously. And then basically as I started to like force myself and be in that state more. It started to really actually help me and benefit me for so many reasons. I think like the first big campaign I did, I was so embarrassed for it, like of it for so long. Now I love it and I think it's so silly and campy, but it was for Skims and it was their uh, like opening camp their first campaign. And they asked me all these questions that I would slay now, but then I like had no, I was still getting to know myself and my body. And I I didn't know how to answer these things yet. And I had a huge fear of public speaking and through food, I've actually been able to kind of push past that fear. Uh, There's still times where I am a little nervous, but I push past it as long as I can connect to my heart. But in that campaign, they asked me what your favorite part of your body was. And I was like, mm, I don't know. And I was like, my butt. And like said all these things. And they were like, what are you wearing? And I'm like, the sculpting bra and sculpting short. And they're like, and how does that make you feel? And I was like, sculpted. <laughs> like, it was so <laughs> embarrassing. Um and I was mortified after that. I was like, oh, why did I say that? I didn't, whatever. It was so, it was hard. And then after that, I just, I started modeling even more and putting myself in that experience. And the more you're in that experience, the more you kind of understand it. And uh, modeling, I really think is like mastering uh, just being yourself or being yourself in different aspects of what that looks like too. And like standing in your own energy. And to me, I think what makes a powerful role model or model is when they are connecting deep 
to themselves and having that confidence to express themselves in whatever way they are needing to. That's beautiful. I love that. I give you so much props and it just goes to show like how empowered you are in that. Cause even like thinking about modeling in general and then modeling naked, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like closing in on myself, but that's why I need to come do one of these experiences for sure. That's so cool. Yes, exactly. So then you, do you model only nude or like you'll just do kind of all campaign or not? I don't want to yeah. say all campaigns because that makes it sound like you'll just do whatever, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I do it all. I model nude. I just, for the first time last week, I posed for a life drawing class, which was really cool. And uh, that was interesting because you're holding the same pose for, it started out with two minute poses and then ending with 20 minute poses. And it was a cool experience for myself and challenge for myself because if I chose a pose, I did choose a pose and I was like, I thought I could hold it. And immediately I'd know, and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to tell them I have to change. I don't know if I could do it. And I was like, you know what, Charlie, just power through. I, like you can do it. You can hold this for 20 minutes. And I'm like on oh. minute one, I see my phone right there and I'm like, all right, I got this, but it really hurts, but I can do it. And I did it. So that was a nice, like, um, what is that? It's like Mm -hmm. discipline. That was a nice practice for discipline. And I think, yeah, there's something to that staying in a pose or holding a pose and like sculpting your body in a way, or just being and sitting there and really being there for that moment. It's a beautiful experience. I encourage everyone to maybe pose for someone who's drawing and then switch. Mm -hmm. That's something that I also want to bring into food. Like we draw each other and then we switch. I've done that a few times, but after this experience, it it was really amazing. And then also drawing the body and the form. It's such a meditation because you're focusing on all the curves and the lines and everything that is within someone's body. It's it's Mm -hmm. beautiful. It's awesome. I love that. And so where do you think the future of nudity is going and like the future of humanity in general is a big question, but what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I feel there's so many different ways it's going. It's constantly changing life and it's different for every generation, but also very similar for every generation. Uh, the things that we go through as being human beings, I think it's really important to continue to build these experiences uh, or these kinds of experiences, nudity or not, but because ultimately my goal is to help people feel life on a deeper level. And that to me is being confident and comfortable in your body because our bodies are our true homes for this lifetime. And so, yes, we have all these other places that help us feel safe, but it's important first to feel safe inside of ourselves before we can approach. Like if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? And that's my favorite quote by RuPaul. (laughs) Um, But Yeah, I think the more I think it seems like uh, everyone's starting to be a little more conscious or, um, but I don't know, maybe not because of TikTok and all of these other things that sometimes cloud our minds. But 
I don't know. I just am hoping everyone's learning to love themselves, love the people around them, because when you find true love, everything is an extension of love. Everything is beautiful and amplifying that beauty. So that way you have a really nice time where we, while we are on this earth and we can take care of things when we are safe in ourselves and safe with others and be more conscious with the earth. That is, I think, the ultimate goal of life. Maybe, I don't know, more relationships. I don't know. <laughs> it's all beautiful. Love yourself. Have a yeah. great time. <laughs> I love that. We're going to clip that right there. Love yourself. Have a great time. <laughs> Future of humanity, you know? That's awesome. <laughs> Literally. That's so great. So I'm wondering, you know, what tips and tools do you have for people to start to get comfortable with being nude or just stepping into their power in that way too? I think a beautiful way to practice is starting in your own home and hanging out naked and maybe doing things naked, starting to maybe cook naked at first or coming to food or maybe creating your own experience like this. Um, I think people will see how empowering it is. Also, I think uh, the mirror method is really important and beautiful when you're standing in a mirror and you are naked and first you're going to see all the things that you don't like, but the more you stare, you can give positive energy into or positive affirmations and experiences of the things that maybe you don't like and shift that and fake it till you make it and look at yourself and tell yourself you're beautiful and tell yourself you love yourself and all the places that you are feeling insecure about, give that space some extra love energetically, hold those places and eventually practice makes perfect or makes practice makes progress. And so you'll see yourself progressing in a more positive way. And then that will automatically open yourself up to seeing different aspects of life in a more positive, beautiful way too. That's awesome. I love that. And I like, I like that you just said practice makes progress too, because I I've heard of it as practice makes permanent, but I like practice makes progress better. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And we always like to ask people, you know, this podcast is all about curiosity. And so what are you currently curious about? How do you stay curious in your daily life? Anything curiosity based? Yeah. Well, it's honestly, it's really fun that I get to uh, constantly grow with food. And I have this beautiful baby because anything that I am curious about, I get to bring it in the space. And it's a great, like, it's a great opportunity for that. So I guess more things of what I'm curious about is, and I stay curious about this, is what makes people uh, connect deeper and also looking at different leaders and facilitators and how they get others to connect and in a deeper way. That's something I'm curious about right now. Uh, I'm also curious about more getting into herbalism and learning more properties and benefits of plants because all of them have very different things and they're their own, own thing. And that's something that I'm curious about learning. I feel like that ties so nicely into the cooking. Yeah. 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 So where can people find you? and find food. Okay. You can follow us on Instagram and we just started our TikTok yesterday <laughs> at the food experience. Uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> and then also the food and it's spelled like food, F U D E 
food nude. So thefoodexperience.com and we have our schedule and we have different recipes on there. And yeah, basically we're starting to travel more. We're doing Europe in August and a little bit of September. And then once we're back in the US, we'll continue to start trying new places in the US and doing like little weekend trips. So yeah, check us out and also subscribe to our email list so you can stay up to date on all of the things that are happening with food. I love it. That's so exciting. Yeah. And we'll link everything. Congratulations (laughs) on everything. You're incredible. And we're so happy that we're able to share this with everyone. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was really sweet. This episode was so fun. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to rate and subscribe. And we love connecting with you all over on Instagram at the moon in your mind. Send us a DM and let us know what you think. Sending love to you all.